0: this podcast is brought to you by story king books sign up now and get a free copy of my latest ebook launch your podcast like a pro the link will be in the show notes and now for today's episode Welcome to the Story King Podcast, a show featuring inspirational conversations about the art and business of storytelling and living life. I'm your host, John Carlo, and joining me today is my lovely wife, Jennifer Gadini, and we're going to be talking about what the hell is romance anyway? We wanted to talk about the topic of romance, because last week, I think I had asked you what romance is, or you asked me what romance is, and I was kind of astonished that you even had the question, because we typically have the idea that, you know, men want sex, women want romance, so for you to come and say, what's your definition of romance, or what's romance... And you genuinely didn't have, like, a good working definition. So, I want to talk about that.
1: Awesome. I don't actually think it was very romantic that you didn't let me say hello to, this, to the audience at the beginning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that, ladies and gentlemen, was an unromantic thing that I did. <laughs> I didn't give my wife any space. So, I'm sorry, Jennifer, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself,
1: My name is Jennifer, and I'm the wife of the Story King. I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for 16-plus years in New York City, and I'm married to the wonderful Story King and have three of his royal children.
0: Mm. Now, with all those years of education, you still don't know what romance is. No. Now, it's, it's really... I'm starting to feel a little bit guilty that that <laughs>
1: <As> <laughs> you're, you <should. laughs> you're,
0: you're married to me and you don't know what romance is, and that what does that say about me as a husband? But let's talk about like, because when we think of romance, right? and you talked about your your parents, for example, and they kind of had a clear idea that r- being romantic was about going out, dressing fancy, mm-hmm. going to dinners or clubs or whatever. Right? Uh, Would you say that's accurate?
1: Yes. So, I think that's what kind of when I started thinking about it, it threw me off because, I mean, life is very busy as a a working mother of three boys. And it's like, you know, it's not romantic if you were like, get dressed up and let's go out for dinner tonight. So, it's kind (laughs) of like, what do you mean? I have to get dressed up? I just want to get cozy and... Snuggle and you know watch a good movie or just relax, you know to me. That's what's what I need right now So it just threw me off when I thought about all those years how my mom would say how my father was so romantic Because they would get all dressed up and then we go out somewhere or even go away for the weekends or or things like that And uh, now I feel like if we at least at this point in our lives if we went away for the weekend I feel like there's so much planning (laughs) <laughs> and so much that would be on my mind that if we went away like I wouldn't be at peace per se right that like I wouldn't feel like I would be able like I would find that romantic so mm-hmm. I it really threw me for a loop and then I brought back this whole thing when I was in my 20s and I was working at a bank and I asked this woman if she was doing anything for Valentine's Day and she was a mother of four working at the bank and she kind of was like, no, we're just going to relax. You know, I'm a mother of four. You'll see when you get married. And I, I judged her. I was like, this poor lady has no romance in her life. <laughs> and now I find myself in the same place in my life. And I'm like, you know, so it made me just question what is romance? Because is it just this? picture of you know being wined and dined or you know does it evolve into a couple just enjoying each other's company and being able to talk and and we started to go back and forth with the three movies of before sunrise before sunset
0: and before before midnight, midnight
1: right and we started just talking about how The different stages of relationship, you know, when they first started, it was all about getting to know each other and the talking and and we had that in our relationship and we still have that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they went full circle and, but, you know, in Before Midnight, the last one?
0: Is it After Midnight or Before Midnight? (laughs) I don't don't know the name of it, but it's the one with, uh, what's his name? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. And do you remember the French actress name? No. No. And we found, like, their whole beginning movie, right, to be very romantic and also realistic. Like, when you first meet someone and you're just talking about everything. And that's kind of how our relationship was, right? We were just talking about everything. And we're still talking about everything. But to us, it's like that chemistry, you know, where you can talk about everything. And then, they, like you said, the movies, there's it's a trilogy. And then the second one kind of takes you through the next phase of their relationship where they actually uh, meet up again sometime and they're in different places in their lives and so forth. And then the third movie is sort of like a more advanced stage of the relationship, we'll say, and there's tension and there's, there's frustration as all relationships go through these cycles. But I think we have this misconception of romance and I don't know if it's just a cultural thing. You know, we've also spoken about, the difference between how the west looks at marriage and and some of the eastern cultures like india where, where they have arranged marriages and then where they did studies where they looked at marriages five years after marriage and the ones uh, who chose their spouses were much happier than the arranged marriages but then they looked 25 years out and it didn't seem to make a difference that the arranged ones were actually faring a little bit better at that point i think that's how the study went don't quote me on that but it was either the arranged ones were doing better or it didn't make a difference at that point (laughs) that 25 years of marriage you know because you got to figure when you meet someone, you have that excitement, that euphoria of a new relationship, but there's no way that's sustainable. And I spoke about this with another guest, a filmmaker, and he was saying the same thing, that that beginning stage of relationship, that's not a sustainable thing. It's not going to carry you over. Forget a full marriage. It's not even going to last a couple years. You know, so then how should we look at romance? And for me, I always looked at it like, like, I didn't even want to get married to you until, like, we were kind of out of that euphoria stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which took four breakups.
0: Yeah. And we were, yeah, that was our honeymoon stage, breaking up <laughs> at least four times. But because I, I had something in my head that, that I'm like, well, you know, I want to get down to, like, what our relationship will actually look like. You know, like I I had enough wisdom in my young age to to know that, you know, that the excitement wasn't permanent, you know, and that it's something that has to be worked on. But is it worked on by dressing fancy and going out? And maybe for some couples, it it works, you know, it seems to it seem to have done the trick for your parents getting fancy and going out.
1: Well, we did it, right? We had our share of fancy clothes mm-hmm. and we had our share of going out dancing and going to dinner and you sending me flowers at my job and all that. And uh, I think the actress from the movie was uh, Julianne Benoche or Julia Benoche. and I thought it was very interesting because in the last um, part of the trilogy, they are observing a young couple who's all in that that new honeymoon excited like they're watching each other via skype Mm
0: -hmm. falling
1: asleep and they have that passion they're talking about the sex and all this and then her and ethan hawk go away and she's a little bit annoyed that like they find themselves in this hotel room and, and i think you brought it up, the fact that she was like, you know, what, so I'm supposed to have sex with you just because we're in this hotel room? <laughs> right. And it's just, it shows the evolution of how, what what is, you know, what is important at different stages of relationships, you know, and, and, and that's what kind of made me start, well, that's where we wound up when we started thinking about, like, so what is romance? Is it different per couple, you know, is it different just at different stages in your life? Um, and I would love to hear what the audience thinks about romance, and and we were thinking about friends who are still in the dating stage, and is it is all that really for the newness of the relationship going out? Some people would beg to differ and say that you know married couples need to do that to keep the spice alive and all that, but what if what if you're more of a vanilla person? More if what if you just you know your life is so busy and so fast paced? We live in we lived in New York for so long and you know what if you just want to kick back what if you need that right is it more important for your spouse is it romantic that your spouse meets meets your needs that you can talk that you can be understood that you can be seen in this crazy world um really just like naked and unashamed or you know does it really matter to have all of the fancy clothes and the the clubs and the dinners and i'm not sure
0: and I, I think the main thing, too, is being keen to what your significant other wants and what's important to them, and I, and that's going to differ from person to person. So, like, in the beginning of our relationship, like, what was romantic for me is the fact that we were able to just hang out for so long and talk. I'd never had that before where i you know... There was no other girlfriend that I wanted to spend a significant amount talking with, <laughs> you know. And then you come along and I, I was like, oh, I can really talk to her. You know, I mean, I was attracted physically too, but, but I really want, enjoyed talking to you and making you laugh. And, you know, and then I was trying to find things. Well, what's, you know, how could I kind of make her look at me? in a different way than just, than just friends, you know? And, and I remember just thinking like, what's, what's important to her, you know? And that's kind of where I went, but I, but we did go the route to, of, of just like, you know, we're supposed to get fancy and go out. So we did do that, but, um, you know, you get married and you're just like, you know, I don't feel like wearing a three piece suit on a Friday night, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs> And also financially, right? So you're—I right. mean, I—I I feel like some of our most enjoyable times have been either staying up while the kids go to sleep and just talking, or going on hikes and talking, and—and and, I mean, it's nice to know after eighteen plus years, we're still able to talk to each other and, and hear each other, and reminisce and and share all of our thoughts and dreams and fears and. I I don't know if that would constitute as romance, but it's to me it's a really beautiful thing because it makes me feel connected to you, it makes me feel connected to our family. It makes me feel like I have the ability to be a better person.
0: And that was an important number for you to throw out there. 18 years, people, okay? So, I think that buys us a little bit of credibility in talking about marriage because every time we tell people like you've been mar- we've been married 18 years, people freak out a little bit. You know, like cuz not there's not a lot of people who have been married that long. Now, of course your brother's been married longer than that and of course older couples and so forth. But it's impressive for for people in new relationships to know that we've been married 18 years, so and we're still we're still going strong. Yeah. And and, uh, and we're not even getting fancy all that much. <laughs> so no.
1: But um, regardless, I don't I don't take it for granted because we also know how how fragile marriage is. Let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Turn. Talk about the fragility of marriage and what you mean by that. And be very, very careful how you answer this <laughs> question. <laughs> uh,
1: well, we just... You, marriage is not... I, I think you explained it the best about saying how you don't really have unconditional love for your spouse. It's not like your kids, you know, right. who they... Um, that you you tend to just... I mean they could act obnoxious or whatever and mm-hmm. you kind of you know you still love them because they're your kids you know no matter how annoying they might act or whatever your spouse it's 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 work mm-hmm. i mean it's it's beautiful work at the end of the day but it's work and it can it can flip really quick i don't like me rapping
0: it <laughs> can, <laughs> it could, you're a poet you didn't even know yeah, it.
1: it it could change really quickly and there's so many pressures that if you're not careful from the outside can really just bring you to the breaking point. And I I know even when we had our first child, there were so many pressures from the outside and I was like a mess because I didn't know how to be a new mom and a wife at the same time. And everybody had their input and something to say and I would be in tears and we actually wound up in counseling Mm -hmm. for a day. (laughs) but nonetheless and and it was a day really because uh because you had god gave you wisdom and uh, everybody agreed with you we all know how the story was everybody agreed well
0: the audience doesn't so i'll I'll tell them briefly i'm not going to tell them i'm the story king right (laughs) so not to go into the details of the issue but we're at the therapy session and literally Both, it was a husband and wife uh, therapy team, and they're both agreeing with me on every single point, and and I'm feeling a little vindicated. And then we go into the parking lot. My wife's in tears, and that's when I realize we're not going back to this anymore because it doesn't matter whether I'm I'm right or wrong. The whole thing is marriage is about being one, you know. So I said to myself, I'd rather be one than right because that seemed more important for our marriage and I think it was the right choice to, to make <laughs> than just have a bunch of people say, you know what, you're right and she's wrong and let's brainstorm about how to convince her of that.
1: <laughs> yes, and I was yeah. supposed to write letters to every everybody who... <laughs>
0: Right, that was what right. they suggested, that you write letters to everyone you had a problem with or something. Right. But not to give to them, just as a therapy. No,
1: to give oh, to
0: them. Oh, they I wanted you supposed, to actually...
1: <laughs> I was supposed to put my offenses in writing.
0: <laughs> so, right.
1: So, that way they'll have it in writing what they can argue with me about.
0: <laughs> so, be careful with therapy, guys. <laughs> you know, marriage is just hard and you have to know that it's going to be hard. I don't care what your relationship is like. Mar- marriage is definitely hard and even after 18 years we still feel marriage is fragile and you just dropped a bomb on them when you were like you know a love between a husband and wife is not unconditional the way it is about your kids and anybody with kids and who's married understands that statement 100 percent, right like your kids can do basically whatever you're, you're you'll be pissed off you'll get mad at them but you're not going to stop loving them you know with your spouse there are definitely lines you can cross that are that are gonna turn that love into hate real quick
1: right.
0: it's not to say that reconciliation can't happen after certain lines are crossed or whatever but the whole thing is is that it's not this unconditional thing that's why you take vows right on your wedding day that that you're expecting your spouse to to hold up these certain vows and even unspoken vows that you're just expecting them to, to meet you know so and you know part of marriage and is also figuring out grace you know for your spouse and and realizing that you're like two selfish individuals trying to live a selfless life towards each other so that's what that's kind of what makes it hard because it's kind of going against your nature we're kind of all out for self and we have our desires or whatever don't always don't always coincide, you know, the things we want in, in life and so forth. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, and we all come in with, I mean, at least I did, right? With all of these supposed words of wisdom that um, from my family that I was supposed to like keep in my heart but not tell you, you know, like there are things that we're told when we're younger or we see and we take them into these relationships and, and we kind of have to see if they work for us, if that's even who we are. So, I mean, on both sides of my family, my, you know, they were, they were, there was infidelity with my grandparents. And I saw one who handled it with grace and who forgave my grandfather. And then the other one who was very bitter, you know? So, like you said, like things can change very quickly. And I saw it on both ends. So, and, and I understand theoretically how fragile, I always knew how fragile marriage was but then when it happened to us i was like oh wow this can really change like Mm -hmm. really quick like you can be in that stage where you're just like i I don't know this is not working out
0: right like our son asked me just a couple weeks ago he goes did you ever think about divorcing mommy and i thought it was such a it was such a profound question and i said honestly i said i never had the idea of I'm going to divorce mommy now, you know? I never had that idea. But we've been in such intense fights that I understood why marriages end. And I understood because, you know, if you... We end up in ruts, right? And I can see right there, I'm like, I can't do this forever. So if this rut doesn't end, like our marriage will, you know? Because you just... You can only take so much, you know? And we get out of our rut, thank God, you know? And, And a lot of times, I don't know if in the audience who's religious or not but a lot of times I have to just say a pray- prayer and just be like god i i can't do this this is bigger than me you you take care of this i'm i'm done and honestly things kind of work out within the next day or so after i pray that that makes me feel dumb for not praying it earlier but
1: and it doesn't mean that there aren't there isn't yelling or cursing but <laughs> right there's a lot
0: of yelling and cursing <laughs> going on mostly from me but you can you can do it too sometimes so
1: (laughs) but uh and but it doesn't mean it doesn't resolve right and
0: I I also my background is I come from you know split home my parents divorced when I was very young and both of them got remarried so that also shapes your view about marriage too and that was one thing that I always had in my head like I don't want to go through a divorce right? I don't want to put my kids through that. I don't, I don't want to. So that's always in my head, even, you know, even now, you know, it's, it's always something like I, I've experienced that and both of my step parents are lovely people. So there wasn't anything horrible like that, but it's just, it's just a rough time for the kids, you know, to have to go through a divorce situation and then remarriage and, and all that stuff. So, so I had that was in my background, you have your background stuff. So that's another thing that people need to, to look into is you know, what, what worked or didn't work in your family's lives, it, it doesn't automatically translate over to your life. A lot of times it's just baggage that you're bringing over you know like whether it's hurt from stuff when you were a kid whether it's expectations that are not realistic for you in your life like all that stuff is is baggage and i don't know is that is that getting off track from from the idea of romance (laughs) anyway
1: yeah but well that's you know that's a little bit of our story but the whole thing is you know what happens when you're past that stage right like so what happens I, you know and and i pray all the time for our marriage i really do because i know how how quick things can turn but how important is that idea of marriage that we see in uh, i'm sorry of romance, romance that we see in hollywood right so when we were talking about the communication how we need to talk and, and we need to hash things out and, and the little things like you know how you continually you know make my lunch for the day or or do those little things that show me that you care you know See
0: people romance
1: <laughs> but will people consider that romantic you know when when there are things that i need done throughout the day and like our uh, we wouldn't be able to operate without each other and it's the little things that are done throughout the day that even though we're not dressed up and we're not dancing and we're not going to an expensive dinner which by the way is a burden on finances sometimes right but if we're not doing those things are we not romantic right if you're massaging my feet because i've had a hard day or whatever is that not considered romantic even though it's you know it's a, it's, a, it's what I need, it's a nice gesture, it lets me know that you love me. Is that not romance? According to what everybody would say is romance. So that was the initial question is, does romance necessarily have to look a certain way, especially as you move on to ma- through marriage? Or is romance really just about knowing that person, about meeting the needs in that person's life about letting them know that you care again about being seen in this crazy world where everybody wants to be seen in essence right and that's in your spouse can really who's really known you for throughout these stages can can be that person that you're walking this journey with
0: so i have two questions for you you brought up hollywood so how much of hollywood is influencing our whole idea of romance
1: are you asking me?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that That's what I'm asking you.
1: How much of Hollywood is, is influencing our idea? And is romance? it
0: even pre-Hollywood? Like, like when we talk about the medieval stories, the whole idea of a knight in shining armor and rescuing the damsel in distress. So like, how deep does this go?
1: Well, we all have it. Like women all have. I, I'm sorry. Let me not just put a, a broad stroke on this. I believe most women have that, you know, that idea of just knowing that you, that your husband will take care of you, that a man, you know, will take care of you. And it doesn't mean that he's going to be the breadwinner. It doesn't mean that he's going to be ready to like go road rage over anybody, right? It just, (laughs) it just means that like, you know, there's going to be a protection that he's going to have over you and your family. And I think, I mean, it almost made me tear up the whole story about, When we went into counseling and you kind of took the L, even though, you know, you weren't wrong and I was able to see that later on, but there was kind of like this idea of like a covering, right? Because I had been so hurt by everything going on around that you were like, I just need to cover the situation and just like, just take the L for this one and just like, just be that safe place for you and i think those are the workings of a spouse that is willing kind of to to step down and just take care of his family just to to protect you know even if it was just emotionally that's what i needed at the time so i think that it and that's that's our question right like what does it look like like what are the important ways does it look like you, like that you know but you know, I grew up where my father was ready to throw down, you know, like at a at a stoplight if somebody like did something off color. So it's it's different personalities, but what does that mean for the individual? What does that protection mean for the individual, you know, at at any given time? So I think that the idea of the knight in shining armor uh, there is validity to the to the symbol of it, mm-hmm. but what does that look like overall? I I think it's I think it's a very personal thing, and and as personal as relationships are.
0: You're saying it plays out in different ways, and just so the audience knows, in our relationship, it, it's not a traditional setup. Like you're you are the breadwinner, and I'm home with the kids, so I take care of you in different ways. You know, so there's not always to your point. There's there's different ways of being the knight in shining armor it's not always it, it doesn't lo- always look the same like when we watch the chick flicks right there's oh al- it's always a formula you know right. the guy is chasing after the girl at the end of the movie they kiss and and what we're talking about is well what happens um three months later right. <laughs> you know? Or years year after. <laughs> you know so uh, all right so i have another question mm-hmm. for you
1: and for you being home it it legitimately squelches fears for fear for me right so even with that it gives me peace of mind knowing that my kids are taken care of like i don't have we don't have to worry about the financial issues of them being elsewhere in daycare or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. and we never we never had to worry about that and also the whole fact of like i know they're in good hands and you would always send me pictures of them and anything that they were doing in any class you would always make sure like i was in the loop and and you know nobody else would have done that you know, so I for me, even that was kind of like we could have again, we we could have just uh, done it differently. But for me, that made me feel more comfortable knowing that our kids were in good hands, and you loved them and you cared for them. And it's beautiful, like for me to see how close they are to you. You know how sometimes I'm like here all day is like daddy, 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 daddy. You know, right? And it's it's nice for me to to feel like oh okay you know, like they connected with you, they see a man who they, you know, they they want that affirmation, they want to be like, they they want to do things that you've done or you do, you know, they love hearing your stories, of course, because you're the story king. And, uh, (laughs) you know, they keep asking about, well, what happened here? What happened there? So, it's a beautiful thing for me to watch.
0: Well, thank you for saying that. Huh, you're welcome. That was very romantic of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the question I have is do you and don't arbitrarily answer this, but do you believe in soulmates or is it love the one you're with? What do you think?
1: I don't know. I I would like to think that God has that one person out there for you because I mean I prayed for and I believe that, that God brought us together. However, I think every marriage comes down to the same thing, so I'm not really sure. I, I, I really...
0: It's a tricky question. It is a
1: tricky question. I mean, I, I, I believe God is all-knowing, so whoever you're with is whoever you're with. But it comes literally down to the same thing. So it comes down to the hard work, it comes down to, you know, sacrificing and, and um, compromising at times and, and, and really kind of weighing your battles. And communication, and it, it all comes down to the same thing, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, where you're from or what you believe. It, it's really all comes down to the same
0: thing. Well, it kind of brings us back to the arranged marriage versus the way we do it in the West, yeah. where it's almost the same type of concept, you know. But I would say I don't know if any two people can just get together and make it work based on principles alone i don't know you know i don't know is that what it's like for an arranged marriage you know like two strangers just trying to figure it out (laughs) you know and then they eventually do i don't don't know
1: i met someone i worked with someone and she had an arranged marriage and we were dating and i thought it was almost archaic because she had told me she had an arranged marriage and i was like oh do you love him you know how could you love him and her response to me was i learned to love him and I thought that was interesting because we had an opportunity to speak to another person who they got married based on picking each other out and just kind of the Western way, right? They had fallen in love supposedly. And she said she got married and and she didn't she found out she like didn't love her husband. And she said to herself, If I can stick with him for a year, maybe I'll learn to love him. Hmm. And when we asked, she was like, "Yeah, I did. I learned to love him." And they had six kids together, and they were together until, till death,
0: right? And
1: and through many ups and downs,
0: right. And that's another thing I I like to say is, in marriage, love is a perpetual choice. You know, you you really have to choose to to love each and every day. You know, and and what and it's not the, a perfect thing and it's not to take the idea of emotion out of it because but sometimes emotion is very unreliable so sometimes you love your spouse sometimes you're fighting with your spouse and you don't like them very much are you supposed to divorce every single time you don't you feel like that because those feelings come throughout marriage you know marriage is like and I tell my boys this that marriage is is like seasons you know that, that you have good seasons you have bad seasons and just because you have a bad season you don't you know necessarily uh, call it quits you know and this is this is obviously there is extreme cases where you know there's abuse or there's something going on that you really have to escape that so we're not talking about that we're just talking about on a normal day to day basis I think people might expect there's a disillusionment that you that some people experience in marriage and that's where that's where things get hard so if you went into it thinking like you know it was going to be a certain way and it's not like that and you realize well your spouse is this whole other person with their own desires or whatever and in their own personality and I don't know if I can deal with it you know like that's where sometimes disillusionment might come in but we always say communication is a very key thing and you and I always have are big on communication like we talk about everything and even we even have uncomfortable conversations when we need to have them and uh, you know, which
1: was an interesting thing for me because there were things that I was told to never let your spouse know <laughs>
0: you?
1: so you know it, it was and and, and it, it was just very interesting as you know I would have to let go of certain things and just kind of hearing just kind of having like the weight lifted off of that just to have somebody else to kind of hear that and and just to to take that weight like you know I, I can't live with this fear anymore I can't live with you know what if he finds out or whatever so you know it's it's just a very interesting walk to go through with you and um going back to the romance thing actually there were two things that i wanted to say mm-hmm. that i had spoken to a friend and she had mentioned that when i asked her about marriage she had said how important it is that you grow individually and you grow together like you have your separate mm-hmm. things right and then you kind of come together and i was even having this conversation with the boys earlier that i really value all the things that i learn from you because you, you know, you're consistently growing, you're consistently studying, you're consistently being creative. And there's so many things that I learned from you, and there's so many things that I learned from, from me, my sons and everybody around that kind of, I'm able to just be a better person, to, be, to grow in, in everything that I learned from them. And it's, it's really a beautiful thing to know that we're still growing, and then we're still coming together and getting stronger.
0: Yeah, and, I, and for me... The idea of romance is exactly what you just described, you know, just a deep love that takes place over time, you know, and the fact that we're 18 years later and we don't hate each other (laughs) and we love each other and uh, we're still working it out, we're still walking, we're still talking, we're still... We're still in communication with each other and, you know, we're not, we haven't sealed our hearts shut in cold bitterness or anything like that. And to me, that's, you know, you got to look at the totality of a relationship, you know, it's a holistic thing, you know, you can't look at it like, you know, well, this person always does this or never does this or, you know, you can't be this nit picky person about your spouse that it's my dad even said it too when i asked him he said something like as the years go by your love gets deeper he said and i thought that was an interesting thing because your love changes like it doesn't feel the same as maybe it did when you were younger or whatever but it, it grows deeper and then i think that deepness is like the becoming one part as uh, the bible describes you know and the two shall become one and that's to me what the beautiful thing is. And do you remember our pastor when we were first getting married, he kind of described marriage yes, as two different colors of clay. Mm-hmm. And then marriage is like smashing those two colors of clay the together the and the life. pressure. and you're basically trying to get to that one color <laughs> that's different. it's It's both you and your spouse together. like you each have your individual color, but together, you're something else, you know, and that's like what the oneness is, you know, and.
1: But it wouldn't happen without the smashing and it, the pressure, right. and the, the hard times and the all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're welcome, audience. We just <laughs> nailed it for you. What romance is? Boom! Drop the mic right there. And just so you know, I have my podcast studio set up in a in this tiny little closet, and we're sitting on the same chair, and we're sharing the same microphone. It's and very cute. It's even very romantic. He has
1: more of the seat than I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well,
1: yeah. So
0: yeah. I had some pie today, so I need a little <laughs> extra space.
1: <laughs> so we didn't get to the bottom of it, in all actuality. But I do think that, you know, when you think about older people, even like your grandparents, and how, you know, maybe they wouldn't have seemed so romantic but i do think there again there's this evolution and like you said the deepness of love that that just continues on as you get older
0: well it's like my my father's parents i remember i heard them fight all the time I, my my nono and nona heard them fight all the time and then when nono died i remember nona turning to me and she's like now what i do You know, she was just like at a loss. (laughs) You know, so you know, they were they were one, you know, so even though they had a lot of fighting, they were still, you know, a singular unit. And it's a beautiful thing. They they lasted till death did them part, both sets of my grandparents did, so but anyway, so that's about all we can say about what romance is. Audience, if you wanna comment on it and one of the Instagram
1: yes please do
0: conversations if you have questions if you want us to do this again please let us know and thank you Jen for coming on the Story King podcast and being my story queen
1: (laughs) well thank you for having me and by the way I just want to put this out as a disclaimer these are our feelings and our opinions like I said it's not a broad stroke of the way everybody is everybody has their personal situations so just just us speaking
0: right but we are right and everyone else is wrong (laughs) (laughs) just putting that out
1: there
0: (laughs) don't forget to check out storykingbooks.com also, you can follow us on Instagram. The username is storyking.podcast. I post weekly short stories, writing tips, and quotes from famous authors. You don't want to miss that. And please click like on our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com forward slash storykingpodcast. If you'd like to be a part of what we're doing with this show, please consider becoming a patron. You could choose a monthly membership tier at www.patreon.com forward slash Storyking. All those links I just mentioned will be in the show notes. One more thing, if you're enjoying this podcast, please do me the favor of sharing the show with your friends and on social media, subscribing to it, and leaving a positive review on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Story King Podcast, a show about the art and business of storytelling and living life. Please join us next time. Until then.